What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another edition of the Manly D's Podcast, where we bridge the gap between manhood and society. I'm your host, Melly Mel, and joining me as always, we got Husky and Bearded. We got my man Drew in the building. What's good? Yo, what's good with it? Ready to stir the pot tonight. Ah, <laughs> ah, stirring the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got my man Life Coach Lace in the building. Hey, man. Y'all know what time it is. We're here, ready to drop some gems and see what the people want. And you know we got your boy, T.Roy, a.k.a. Troy. What's goody? It's your boy, T.Roy, in the building. I don't know what, if I was laughing because of what Drew said or just his the, the time that it took for him to respond to Melvin introducing <laughs> him. This it's a like, mix of both, bro. <laughs> or the visual visualization of actually stirring a pot. <laughs> hey, bro, you gotta whip it up. You gotta whip. <laughs> Why all three of us whipping? <laughs> Yo, he do that every week. Like he know I'm not gonna call him first, bro. This is hey, our fifth episode. Gotta stir the and pot. Five times in a row, I just started off with him, and he always act like he's surprised when I call his name first. So let me, you gotta switch it up. Let me, let me even say this. You just said something really, really good right there, Melvin. This is our fifth episode. Um, I know, Melvin, that you say that this is our podcast, and I appreciate that, man. And you having us on, I think the gentleman, we all appreciate that. But I want to say, I want to give you your flowers, bro, and say thank you for uh, getting this started. Thank you for your consistency and your dedication um, to this whole matter, man. For sure. Hey, man, I see you paid attention That's to last real. week's episode by offering me some praise so that I could continue my days of life for us. Bro, so I'm going to find a way to give you some praise because what I heard so, what I heard from that whole conversation was my man Melvin needs some praise. So I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Hey, that's what it is. Yo, not just me. All of us needed some time. But no, I, I appreciate it, man. And uh, just for the record, for all the listeners, when I first called this our podcast, Everybody respectfully declined. I just want y'all to know that. Uh, but I've always <laughs> kept true that this is our podcast because uh, whether y'all see it or not, everybody here, you know, prov- provides behind the scenes and, and on the audio as well. And each of us brings something different that I think uh, can touch a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So in my eyes, this is our podcast. Uh, so that's that's how I'm going to keep it. But I appreciate that, Troy. Well, let me say this. Maybe it maybe it's like this. You know, when Noah built the boat, right? It was not only just his boat, but it was his son's boat because they all built it together. But we all look as Noah as being the one who owns that boat. And so you are the captain of the ship. And so therefore we give you ownership of. I'm the captain. Now. <laughs> I'm the captain. Now. So look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I'm the captain. I'm the... <laughs> Yo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my bad i got distracted bro i saw lace pick up that wine glass with the hand tucked under the bottom <laughs> hey don't don't be mad at me because i'm a, i'm one of the only sophisticated Yo. negroes on this hey, podcast you know what i mean so. identifies as other Whoa. <laughs> he swirls around he nah. swirls around the wine hey. glass he eats chicken salad sandwiches from panera I put and do. Drew, do. Drew, Drew. Hey, it's it's a it's about being cultural, bro. Be you got to be cultured. Lace. Hold on, Lace. Bro. Let me come. This this is all about Lace, the culture. Let me come to your defense real quick because 
prior to us yeah, starting, yeah. didn't one of the members in this group said, "Hey man, that chicken salad sandwich, man, that <laughs> that joint." That yeah, joint that was hit. Drew. One, I said that. Didn't that say? Yeah, and Drew. Drew Cosign. Hey, Husky members <laughs> only. <laughs> Husky members only. And and then and then Peep this came back with an additional recommendation. Next time you get that, you need to put <laughs> a little bacon <laughs> to it. You know what I'm saying? You need that. <laughs> So Sprinkle a little don't, bacon don't come for it. me and my my chicken salad order at Panera because you know you know what time it is with the almonds and the grapes. <laughs> with the almonds with the- and the grapes, bro, it was immaculate. Yo, I really like. I I will eat chicken salad if it's available, but I've never sought out chicken salad for anything, yeah. bro. And I don't know why you go on the. No, Panera let's like let's that. let's 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 make let's make this very clear. Outside of Panera, I don't solicit chicken salad. <laughs> like that just ain't what it is. But I know from experience. (laughs) (laughs) I know from experience that the Panera chicken salad is on time. Now I have an additional recommendation to add bacon. That's nothing. We out there tomorrow. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yo, Panera, real quick, sponsor us though. Yeah, Mm -hmm. shout out. Hey, I'll take that sponsorship. I will try. I will try some uh, chicken salad with a sprinkle of bacon if they if they throw that sponsorship our way though. I'm telling you, it's cool. That's going to smack, man. It's already it's already top notch, but it's going to smack. If you're trying to get your diversity up with young black men and the black <laughs> you will want to holler at us because you know why? We Real represent rap. a wide span. We just had a conversation right before this whole podcast. We represent four different points of views. Uh, in 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 the black community, you might want to jump on this train real quick, Panera. Jump but on this train, you, but let me tell you real. Quick, also, this Panera, if you don't jump on it right now, oh, the price going up later on. I'm letting you know right now. <laughs> Yo, that's real. Um, today's price. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh, uh, so lace is that a uh, so I'm not I'm not much of a, a wine connoisseur. So forgive me if I say this incorrectly. Is that more of a a, a dry wine that you that you're drinking right there? Oh, absolutely. I, I only do dry, man. I don't do no sweet stuff. Anybody that is out ordering, let me get a moscato or something like. Nah, I can't rock with you. Like you gotta have a robust flavor filled wine, robust. and you know the doc the doctor the doctor says a glass of red wine every evening. Helps your heart, other things within um, your your system. You mess with so, that uh, you know. Pinot uh, Grigio. Grigio, I do, I do. That's I my jam. Hey, I didn't even know Grigio how to pronounce that until recently. With. So, absolutely. So it's it's about expanding your palate. You know what I mean? It's about expanding your palate. So those why does you, can't, you can't go? You can't you can't go out and just be ordering crown Toxic masculinity. Toxic Look, stop, masculinity stop, right there. Stop hating on, stop let, hating let on Crown Vanilla, bro. First of all, I don't like how Lace always tries to uh, emasculate me uh, based on my drink choices. Uh, because he like, why you always gotta, why you always gotta have something sweet? Why it always gotta be vanilla? Why it always gotta be peach? Why it always gotta be, why, why you can't get the dark, dry, bitter, nasty liquor that I be drinking and stuff like that? And I'm like, why do I have to have... Why do I have to have bitter liquor to be considered manly, bro? Why does it have to be? First of you know, all, no, dry? no, no. Let, let's be real. It, it's about 
expanding your horizons and your palate because we a lot of times we assimilate and do what is simple and easy let me get a crown and sprite that's simple <laughs> niggas know that that's not i mean crown and sprite what is that but if you walk up and say let me get a manhattan or let me get a top shelf long island let me get this or let me get it that's a different vibe it's it's, t- it's, it's a totally different vibe flavor profile etc but lace i think there's a historical factor in this mel you what's know that you, you know you my man's bro but i know what you used to drink back in the day bro <laughs> Right, exactly. Was he drinking, was he exactly. drinking Mike's no, Hard no. Lemonade? I know that y'all about to try to make this sound like a slight against me right now because I know where this is going. But let me just tell you, I'm not ashamed, bro. Look, true story. I'm traveling. I'm not ashamed, bro. True story. I'm traveling. Mel had two drinks. I'm going to put it to you like this real, real, real quick and dirty. Mel had two drinks. I'm traveling. I'm on. I'm, I think I was in D.C. or Maryland. I kid you not. I get a message. Yo, can you give me a bottle of Nouveau? Nuvo. I've never even heard. Now I gotta look that up. What is Nuvo? A shot? Of, are you T Pain? A shot of the Nuvo? Hey, is and then, and then he he drinks Incredible Hawks, Hypnotic and Henny. Who well, does that? Whoa, 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 uh, from that equation, because I think that his straight hypnotic, straight hypnotic, bro. And don't, don't, uh, if you walk into the ABC <laughs> store and get a bottle of hypnotic, you are a Lace, serial you are, killer. You're a hater. You are Lace, a serial you are killer. hater. Lace, you are a Ain't hater. You are a hater. Ain't no wrong with hypnotic, bro. You are a serial you are a killer, bro. I'm sorry. It's, hey, no, no, to I'm this not. day. No, I'm not. What Deontay Wilder say to this day. Ain't nothing wrong with hypnotic, bro. Ain't nothing wrong stop with it. As long as you mixing it with something else, ain't nothing wrong with it. I don't even mix it with nothing else. First of all, I like the bottle. I like yeah. the way the bottle looks, and I like the color. Let's start with that. I tell you this, though. If he out with me, he ain't ordering no hypnotic. Let I can me tell guarantee you that the on everything. The topic today is, is toxic masculinity, and we about to toxic all Melvin right now because... <laughs> Yo, <laughs> let you know first, right now, bro. Let me stop saying first together, of all because I'd have made six points. <laughs> let me stop saying first of all because I'd have made six points. The fact that you like the bottle and the color of the bottle is problematic for me. What's problematic, bro? What's wrong with that, bro? Why, why y'all trying to make me feel bad for? This? I don't feel bad for this. Just because look, you I just want you to do way, better. That's all. I just want you to do better. Look, can we also set the record straight for, for the? Uh, I was about to say thousands of listeners. We ain't got thousands yet, but for the fifty listeners that pay attention, <laughs> <laughs> anyone that knows me, anyone that knows me knows we, that we a store for a church. Exactly. <laughs> anyone who knows me knows historically that I'm not much of a drinker anyway. So to expect me to have Manhattans and Top Shelf Long Isles, etc., is part of my, my part of my repertoire uh, repertoire. Uh, is not is not a real thing. It's and not, we can it's respect not, that, have, and we should respect that. And I, I so respect I, that. I have been growing in my in my uh, you know, you know, correct, so, correct. So. And the thing is, within that growth, we have to hold each other accountable. So I'd be damned <laughs> if you order a glass of hypnotic when you with me. <laughs> that just ain't gonna happen, bro. <laughs> See that, and this is exactly why I thought it would be a good idea to talk about toxic masculinity tonight because the way y'all are treating me right now. Is exactly some of the uh, microaggressions that I researched when I was diving into the subject because. <laughs> hey Melvin, before you before you talk about, oh, before you man. talk about that, uh, let's make a plug. We don't. I've realized we haven't really done this like uh, this much in the past five episodes, but let's make a quick plug. Yo, 
follow Manly Deeds on Instagram, follow Manly Deeds on Twitter, follow Manly Deeds and share it with your friends because we want to hit those thousand listeners and we do believe and we, we gotta do get believe this. that this is information and a conversation that we need to have amongst us in our community. Say that. And truth be told, mm. if you do that, you'll be able to be one of them people that's like, I've been with them since the beginning. Since the beginning, you don't know bro. Nothing about that. Since the beginning, bro. Are we going to are we gonna gloss over the fact that Troy sounded like a PBS special in the nineties? <laughs> hey, bro, I can do it all. You, my range. You know what is I appreciate l- about Troy? Just like what he's about to say right now. Go ahead, finish it, Troy, because that's my, exactly what I was about to say. My range. I'm a Renaissance man, bro. Like I, I can, I can I reach them it. all. Yo, my boy <laughs> Troy said all. he becomes all things to all people, bro. All things, Paul. <laughs> Amen. Look. <laughs> Uh, see, I be knowing, bro. Just because I don't throw it out there all the time, don't mean I don't be knowing, bro. Uh, <laughs> but no, for real rap. The, uh, this this toxic masculinity thing um, is a lot deeper than I thought. When I say I researched, I actually did do some a little bit of research on it because when you know the topic first came up, I honestly didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know if it was a real thing. I felt like people were just making it up as they went along, or just creating some sort of verbiage you know, around what I believe to be bullying men into acting a certain way that they, you know, may not agree with or, you know, change our behavior through some sort of bullying or name tagging or something like that. And I quickly realized, like, it was deeper than I thought. Like, when I went and first Googled it, like, just trying to be funny, I thought, like, Urban Dictionary or something like that would pop up. But, like, all these prominent, like, health sites and men's health and all type of other stuff was actually talking about, you know, toxic masculinity. And apparently... It has a there's a lot of association with it relative to like our stress levels and stuff like our health and all types of other things that I Mm. that I didn't even know about. Um, So I I thought that was real interesting because I originally took this joint as like a a, so what they a social media fad or like a joke kind of like the I ain't gonna Mm -hmm. call this a a joke but a trend. Yeah, basically, you know, uh, like a lot of the other a lot of the other ones that are thrown around. But I was like surprised to you know, see a lot of what I saw. And it kind of pointed back a lot to what Drew was talking about, you know, last week. And I don't think we ever really defined it. I think Lace was was trying to read the definition, you know, last week. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'll read the one that I found from Medical News Today. And uh, it was basically saying that a study in the uh, Journal of School of Psychology uses the following definition to explain toxic masculinity which is the constellation of socially regressive masculine traits that serve to foster domination, the devaluation of women, homophobia, and wanton violence. Um, <clears throat> so I immediately, of course, understood the devaluation of women and homophobia, but wanton violence and foster domination, I thought that was like shocking to me because, I mean, it sounded like manly stuff to me. Bro, like, all of our sports are based upon wanton violence. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> or like domination. Yeah. Right. I thought like all those were like man traits. So apparently it's like, in essence, toxic, toxic masculinity is like the, uh, when you overemphasize certain character traits that are socially associated with men in a negative way. So like they were saying mm-hmm. it in a way of like, um, 
if you know how men don't we don't really speak up about our issues and stuff like that so like going to the extreme where we just don't open up because we feel like if we do open up then we'll be weak or less manly or all that type of stuff that we talked about last week apparently that's a characteristic of toxic masculinity and i didn't even for sure i wouldn't have even thought of that i would put to put two and two together i thought that would have been more i don't know what it would have been more but i definitely didn't think it was going to be toxic masculinity Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, that that falls in line with what I mean, just from how we all grew up in some aspect, you know what I mean, playing sports, you know what I mean, when you're playing football or basketball, man up, you know what I mean, like those kind of things, or that's gay, or, I mean, we, we hear it on a very regular basis, but there was no real, I guess, acknowledgement of the definition and how it aligns with, and how, how that frames how we move move forward in aspects of life, et cetera. You know what I mean? And that contributes to the uh, emotional disconnect, the um, aspects of, oh, you know, other not acknowledging difference and being able to um, accept difference because that's, oh, this and that and categorizing it in a way. So uh, it, it all, you know, in, aligns ultimately with the form of toxic masculinity, if you really think about it. So do you think that, and I'm going to just ask this because I didn't even think that it, it was real. I kind of still don't feel like it's real after I, even after I did the research, I kind of feel like it's just this made up concept that people is throwing at us. Do you feel like this is a real thing? I think it's, Oh, I know it's a real thing. Yeah. yeah I know actually it's a real I had a, I had a homie this past weekend. He's like, Hey man, I think I'm toxic. So the fact that he, <laughs> <laughs> he reckon, when he recognized that he's toxic, I'm like, yeah, this is probably, this is, I think this is a real thing. <laughs> But no, did he say I, why he felt like that though? Yeah, he he really did. he said uh, he he described some things that he enjoys, and then um, at the end of what he said, he was like, "Bro, I think I'm toxic," and I don't know what to I don't know what to do mm. about that. And I was like, "Well, do you want to be?" He was like, "Well, I like the, I like the things that I do," and I was like, "Well, do I, and my response was, "Do what well, do you see potentially that?" This is this could be a sowing and then reaping something a little bit later and, you know, negatively. Um, He's like, I don't really think about it like that. And and so, you know, that was a good conversation for us to have. But I do feel what you were saying, though, Melvin, while I do believe it is real, I think it has been weaponized. And I do believe that it has been wrongly used for the sake of people trying to explain away um their interaction with the uh with their male counterparts now some of it may be true i'm not gonna i'm not gonna decline and say that mm-hmm. is that that some of it may not be real but some of it is a little bit uh uh has been taken it taken to the extreme and then um and one of the extremes that i believe that has happened is that uh, a lot of men have been all men have been thrown into this category of being very toxic without giving opportunity to prove themselves uh, otherwise. But in reality, I just believe it's the individuals that they've been dealing with is shown as uh, toxic in some nature. And I think, too, a lot of that does play into our uh, biases that we all carry um, and how that is exhibited in various aspects of life. You know what I mean? And it goes for it goes from lived experience. You know, what I mean, that's like saying all black men are a particular way. No, that's not necessarily accurate, but some may be like this and some may be like that. So, uh, but we as a people don't take the time to delineate the differences. And that is a part of how all of us can be coupled into a quote unquote, we're toxic in certain ways um, in various aspects. So I think it's a both and for sure in that regard. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on that. I definitely think that there's an issue like with word choice. I think that to kind of go back to what Troy said about, um, 
I'm just going to say people who are not men. I think they, I think the issue is, is that sometimes there can be issues in regards to how men act. And so instead of just saying, you know, um, you're uh, being sexist or you're, you're uh, disregarding me or minimalizing or disenfranchising my feelings, then it's like, oh, you're toxic. Because my understanding of what toxic masculinity is, is that, you know, bro, my stomach been hurting for the last three weeks and I refuse to go to the doctor <laughs> until I, you know, until, you know. Now that's toxic because you backed up in a certain <laughs> way and you're dying the from the inside thing. out. Exactly. And that's toxic. Uh, figuratively and literally, literally toxic. <laughs> but to, when I disagree, like with a choice or I have a different opinion, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm I'm being toxic. It just means that's my viewpoint. And so I think like traits that mm-hmm. are naturally and I'm going to say it biblically uh, masculine, they get dubbed as toxic. I have pride. Um, I'm competitive. Uh, if I'm playing a sport against another man, I'm not going to go into a football game saying, good luck, man. Uh, whoever wins, wins. No. I want my I'm dirt. trying to win, bro. Yes. Win, bro. <laughs> I got to win, okay? This ain't just for fun. This is a competition, bro. Now, okay, let's let's use that sports analogy that you just said, right, Drew? Um, I do believe like there is some aggression that needs to be used in that sports and in, in the sports, right? And I'm going to give my all within the bounds and the confines of the game and the rules in order to get this dub. Now, I believe that that would be a good masculinity versus toxic masculinity in the in the sports analogy would be to be uh go beyond the bounds that have been set so like cheating um you know uh uh uh, looking to hurt somebody in the same process you know what i'm saying so like those would be toxic type traits and so maybe you know using that sports analogy we can apply it to a social uh, in a sense of how you know there are certain bounds that men can should or you know function in um and the moment that they go out of outside of that to the sense of you know playing outside of the rules or wanting to hurt somebody in the whole process now that that in a sense could be toxic but here's the here's the problem though who is setting the bounds in which men Mm. can actually operate and function and so everybody has a, a presupposed uh, position in which they are uh, they are basing everything on and some people are basing it on from healthy positions and I believe some people are basing it off of unhealthy positions healthy positions you know someone who may have had a proper family structure or something like that uh, a poor um, uh, position is somebody who have been abandoned by a family member or something like that you know what I'm saying and so you know uh, my father mistreated me and so therefore you know these are how I'm this is how I'm judging men you know what I'm saying so uh, if you don't have a good example then you can't set good boundaries and good uh, you can't have a good you know uh, I guess a uh, uh, mark for everyone to meet yeah, you can't have it. You can't have an expectation because you have, don't have that lived, right. lived experience. And I think that does play into it because at the end of the day, our experiences really 
tailor how we evolve and how we engage. So I think that that has to come into play. If I know that, you know, said individual comes from a broken home and they exhibit certain behaviors, kind of like a I, I get it by any means necessary yeah. type vibe. You know what I mean? In, in some context, um, from a, um, as Drew mentioned, as a non-male perspective, that can be celebrated because they have the assets to get what mm-hmm. they desire. But if a, a male identified individual does that, then they are toxic, toxic. So the playing field is different regardless of how you identify and how you engage. Yeah. And I'm glad Troy said that about who's making the rules, because that's exactly why I was leaning more towards the fact that toxic masculinity just isn't real to begin with because of who's making the rules. And what the rules are being uh, set as. And I'm viewing toxic masculinity not as more of like men stepping out of bounds, but men not operating in a way that other people want them to operate as far as their opinions about, you know, kind of what we Mm -hmm. talked about earlier about how they think someone should be. And because I personally think that you're not operating the way that I want you to, or maybe you don't agree with my opinions or my way of living or something like that. Now I'm going to call you toxic to try to shame you into possibly changing your opinion into what I want it to be or your actions into a way that I want it to be. And that's why I was leaning more so towards, you know, saying that toxic masculinity, you know, isn't necessarily real. Um, But then also because of some of the other, you know, like, I guess examples of toxic masculinity, because I was really trying to find some examples of like mm-hmm. what it was seriously outside of just like the jokes that people put on, you know, like social media and things like that. And it was talking about like aggression or like showing no sign of emotion or suppressing emotion or being hyper competitive or um, isolation or isolating yourself and things like that. And I was like, you know, some of that doesn't even sound like, toxic, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't even <laughs> sound <the> like <laughs> And I'm just I'm saying, extremely like, toxic. I think both people, both, <laughs> both um, men and women ex- exhibit some of these things at times. So it's like, how is it toxic to necessarily, uh, but, for example, let's say show aggression but, if I'm a male and my body is comprised of testosterone and other types of things that help me, that help push me towards aggression. So it's like, how am I toxic for, you know, operating in something that I didn't have a, have control over in essence? It's like, it's part of my makeup. You know what I mean? But I think too, it's, it's how we exhibit it. Um, but also it's just the world that we live in because we know that um, things are just viewed differently. Because again, if a, if a, a male, male identifying individual is independent, they don't engage, they don't do this or they don't do that. It could be considered toxic, but someone else who identifies differently, who is a go getter, a hustler, Oh, you doing it, girl, those types of things that's viewed totally different, but it's literally the same thing. It's just, different um identities if you will so can i throw a a new vocabulary word in there instead of it being toxic masculinity realizing that not only men and women have toxic traits can we just say toxic toxic humanity in the sense that all of us Mm. have are, are fallen and all of us have a perceived way of living and not all of us are on the same page 
and uh what you deem as right could be wrong in someone else's eyes and so when we use when we use humanity standard for how men and women should be we always we're always going to realize that hey our uh expectations for each one is always going to fall short somehow some way um because uh some 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 certain people like things more than other things and so i believe that there is a need for us to look outside of ourselves and to get a standard in which we should live by and i think the the more that we try to use humanity as our, as the standard to live by we're always going to be toxic in nature i'm telling you that was a, that was that was it right there pastor troy <laughs> hey that should be pastor that troy. should be his nickname hey, real rap new, uh, pastor troy hey troy that might have to be your new intro name on the podcast bro hey man i facts on facts cuz he said he said he said there's a name. <laughs> I, I was he was in the book right there. I was waiting There's for the clothes. I was no, bro. The <laughs> you know why? Clothes. Let me tell you why I do that. Why? Hey, I'll do it again, Lace. Hold on, Troy. Do it again, Lace. There's a <laughs> <laughs> no. I did not breathe at the end of saying that. I did not. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you why I know. I'll hold a a, a syllable. For the sake of trying to find my next word, that's the reason why I do that. So we'll that's need, a right there, and I'm Troy. trying to, I'm thinking of the next word, and I ain't hit him with, the, I, I didn't breathe at the end. That's a that's a pastor's move right there, Troy. Uh, <laughs> right, yo, y'all, Troy is just so wholesome, bro. I know that y'all feel it on the podcast, bro. Troy is so wholesome. What what did he say last episode? That kind of uh, made me mad. What did he say? Can't we just be good for goodness' sake? <laughs> Right, oh, man. and what? is that no? Is, should should that not be a way of living though? Being good for bro, goodness' you sake, so, you just so wholesome, bro. You just it so should wholesome, be. Bro. Yeah, I thought uh, Troy hit us with a homiletics class tonight, <laughs> man. The need. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that track gonna be stuck Troy. in my head for the rest of the week, bro. <laughs> Hey, but check this though. Hey, yo, are we toxic right now for Clown and Troy? <laughs> we are toxic. But bro, hold on, hold on. radioactive right Definitely now. Definitely and, and once again, it kind of goes back to the very beginning. Like, in some areas, it's needed. You know what I'm saying? Like, men, we need to enter, we need to roast each other in order to know that we love it. Well, a majority. I know some men, if you roast them, they'll, you know, they'll, they, they can't handle they get that. They're real sensitive, bro. They yeah, can't handle that, Trey. Because they never lived in it. You know what I'm saying? But me and Drew, me and mm-hmm. for the for the listeners who don't know, me and Drew, we grew up in the same uh city. Where we're from, if you're not quick on your feet to get back and roast somebody back, bro, you're gonna be roasted for the whole day. And, and oh, so absolutely. Hey, that's a, absolutely. I think that's everywhere, Troy. I think that's everywhere. Well, maybe not in home. For certain schools. people. For certain people. Okay, I'm from the DMV, so you know, uh Woodbridge Hoodbridge stand Man, that's up. That's real. That's uh, real. stand up. Uh you gotta be quick on your feet, bro. Right, I learned that down. learned that as a child, bro. Uh, I learned that as a child and, you know, people will pick on you until you fry, fry back with something, you know, and where I'm at now. But the thing is too, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Man. Oh, no, you good. I was just going to say, shoot, even at 35 now, I walk into a room, I'm sizing people up mentally, bro. So don't, don't start it with me. Anybody can get it. Everybody know me. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's like toxic. anybody can get it, bro. <laughs> anybody that's can get it, bro. <laughs> Look, when you I come into a room and I start sizing people up. I'm like, just in case. When you walk in a room, 
Hey yo, that's real talk. I do the same thing. I'm like this big ass. Yeah, come boy, on, like, talking that. When you walk in the room, when you walk in the room and you already get defensive, now that's something wrong, right? No, there, I'm not bro. defensive, bro. It's not. Defensive. But the thing is, it's not defensive. Exactly, like, it's not defensive. Like, it's not. It defensive. is. It is solely like. Look, actually, if I, if I have to, I will fry. <laughs> I will fry. It's, it's proactive. It is proactive. It's versus reactive. What it is. For real, because again, it's nothing like a good fry session. Let's be real. I'm telling y'all, based off society standards, that's toxic, and you shouldn't feel the need to size anybody up. I'm not saying I don't do it, because I do it. You got to have a couple (laughs) things in your back pocket. You got to have it in the back pocket, bro. I almost, almost, uh, almost, um, uh, swung on the handle when uh with Drew when we first met because he had jokes for days. He kept calling me um <laughs> uh Ranch Island, Lance Island, Ranch Island, the, the uh, Ranch the Island. Sink. Ranch yeah, Island. I was like, hey, bro. First of all, me and him don't look alike, so quit saying that. But I ain't say that no. out loud because I was trying to win a soul. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, you gotta think. You gotta think how me and you met too, Troy. I was you frying was you up frying. the whole. I mean that. <laughs> And that's how I knew me and you was gonna be boys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yo, you gotta you gotta do it, bro. And we we ain't gonna get on frying mail because hey. there has been numerous mail frying Look, sessions. So it's yeah, fine. We, it's we, it's, we it's welcome, bro. It's welcome, bro. I'm telling you for real. If I don't if I don't pick on you a little bit or if I don't fry you up about something, bro, I really don't like you for real. Yeah. Like I really for don't real. like that's you. Real. If I that's if real. I fry you up, bro, I'm sure I'm showing you affection, bro. So take so take it with love. So that 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 can lead to another question though, Mel. How do we navigate our toxicity in showing emotion or character traits for caring for someone? Because we yeah. can use that as a mechanism to care for others. So how do we delineate or differentiate yes, the two? Because I, I agree. So, go ahead, Drew. I want you right, to Drew go Mark, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was an example right there. <laughs> Yo, I snuck that in there. I snuck hey. that in there. Go ahead. Dr. Drew Mark, it's on you, baby. Go ahead. So check this, man. I, I I may go out there a little bit, so feel free to pull me back in. I feel like the issue is to piggyback off what Lay said in regards to how do we navigate, quote unquote, said toxicity is because I think society has an issue with properly describing or delineating issues. We can't just keep throwing out mm. terms for everything. Everything can't be toxic. Like with my current role right now, I hate hearing uh, some of the kids use the word toxic energy vibes and it's just like that can't describe everything you know yeah bro everything and, right right and even to the point you know I'm, I'm not trying to sound like an uncle tom everybody throws out racism i'm like nah that's bigotry it's not racism it's not keeping you from something but that is bigotry you know and so i think how can we navigate quote unquote i said toxicity when something that comes to me that's natural whether it be good or bad is deemed as toxic. Like, how do I operate in that? No, that's real, bro. And I think the part of that is the fact that people don't educate themselves. They just go, they ride the coattails of certain things. Like for me, in my particular role, had a a non-black individual complain to me, say that, you know, she was discriminated against because she was not selected for a particular role. You suck at interviewing. <laughs> like it has nothing to do with you. And So the question is, did you tell and, them? And who you are you as a... Oh, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. But the thing was, but this is how they tried to get over. They tried to pull me in because I'm the new guy and they wanted to um, get approval for something that is not my purview. So a nigga like me, my head is always on a swivel. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't what you're telling me does not sound like 
what it truly is. So I started asking some additional questions to individuals that she reports to. And it's vastly different. You just don't interview well. So the fact that you weren't selected does not mean that somebody was this or that or was toxic or tried to discriminate against you or whatever. You just suck at interviewing and you need to do better. But people don't receive that because it's always harder to look in the mirror when you can look through the window and say that somebody else's issue yes. can be bought to you instead of saying this is a self-awareness. Yeah. Program. And, it's, and yeah. what it seems like to me in that situation specifically, Lace, that individual did not want to take responsibility for their in, uh for their Bingo. inadequacy. Is that the word that I'm, I'm am I using? Correct. Right, Drew. Uh, yeah. They're in, 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 in that's that's did, their inadequacy. Yeah. All of that. Uh, and so because so I caught the shade. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you did toxic. Troy. I'm with toxic. you, there, Troy. Toxic. I just toxic. I just, toxic. Toxic. Um, and so it 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 takes it takes the the It takes the ownership off of you working to get better, and puts it on Correct. someone else Correct. to have to get better, and it makes you lazy in the whole process. Yeah, correct. Because we we live in a world where social promotion is real and certain individuals navigate that landscape very well. Hence why you bring another individual. They didn't give me this because of that. No, they didn't give you that because you just suck and you thought that you were going to get it because you felt like you were going to get it. And that's not real. That's just not real life. Um, So it can be deemed as toxic, but it's truly not what it is. But again, you have to be able to look at it from a lens of a window as well as a mirror. Basically, to answer your question, Drew, to navigate it, simply just do what you want to do. (laughs) Do what you want to do. I mean, that's that's really the answer. I mean, seriously, that's really the answer. Like, you can't, we can't control... Uh, the labels that someone else may put on an action that we have that may be negative. That's what I'm saying. Some of the actions may not necessarily be improper, but because of how I view or my opinion about something, I'm going to label it what I want to label it, regardless of what you say or do. So then I feel like in that situation, you might as well just do what you want to do. Yeah. Perception. But is the reality. other piece is too. Correct. Perception is reality. But the other piece too is you have to be willing to have a conversation with said individual to have a better understanding and people do not yeah. do that anymore. Instead of having a conversation for understanding, I'd rather just label them this and that is how they will be represented for the rest mm-hmm. of their days as long as we have a relationship of some sort. So that's what it boils down to as well. We do not have, we don't know how to have dialogue anymore as uh, a people with multiple beliefs and or identity. Can we I just, just say, do it can I just we say disagreeance with that? Because I feel like we're having too much conversation. About com- about things that don't need no, no conversation, and let me say why I say that, Lace. I know that I know <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Let me say why I disagree with that because I feel like there is too much explanation being or conversation around things that people already naturally understand. They just refuse to accept or acknowledge what you know is going on. I, I don't need sure. to keep black people yeah, don't need yeah. to keep having conversations with white people about how slavery has impacted us. You know, we can tell how that's happened, sure. but we're always like, let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. Let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. I don't need to keep having conversations with you about right. stuff that you clearly understand, but you want to disregard or not acknowledge because you know what it right. means if you do acknowledge it. So that's why I'm saying there might there's too much conversation being had. And some of these conversations we really don't need to have. People just need to, you know, shut up. Right. And kinda, but go ahead. And for and for clarity, for clarity, I'm not referring to like something like slavery. I'm saying if I offend you as an individual and you deem me as toxic, 
we should be able to have a conversation as to why you feel like that, because there may be a, a different explanation than how you actually perceived it. And what I'm saying is we don't have those kinds of conversation. Obviously, some things are just what it is and people just don't receive it in a way that is understanding. But if I am categorized as something you should have enough testicular fortitude to mm-hmm. have a conversation with me about that to bring that to my attention, that's whereas toxic, many people just don't do that. People don't know how to handle that. Was toxic what Lay said, bro. He just handle conflict. It was toxic, <laughs> but he's right. It was there. toxic, bro. He just um, emasculated a grown man. You know, go ahead. <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, that's a whole nother podcast. But you know, in regards to like, and it's interesting that Mel brought that up about we don't need to have conversations with white people anymore. And I think that we, we kind of have to be careful about not having the ability to use labels where we can't overuse it. Because one of the things that I've been thinking about is in regards to like, you know, patriarchy, racism, who's the most marginalized in every situation. And so I'm very cognizant of the simple fact that if I tell non-male persons like, you know, stop calling me toxic, it's the same way, you know, others say, well, that's not racist, it's that and the third. And so... It's just a super thin line that folks have to be able to um, to to go. But to um, Melvin's point, and it feeds into the same ecosystem. It feeds into that same ecosystem. Yes, everything is the same and everything is different. Exactly, Lace. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I you know it, it is too many conversations. But the way I kind of circumvented at work is I'm kind of a I, I'm kind of rude because I'm the type of I'm gonna apologize and qualify for my statement before I statement. I'd be like, hey, I don't mean to be sexist, but, and then I'm going to go ahead and say what I want to say. Hey, I definitely ask for forgiveness and not permission. That's a toxic trait right there. It Very is. toxic. You do that a lot. And I'm not going to let y'all sit up here and say, I ain't going to let y'all sit up here and say we need to stop having conversations because I get paid handsomely <laughs> to have I know conversations. That, I know that. And that's why, you keep, having conversations. That's so why you keep promoting it, bro. That's why you keep promoting it. Because I, I hate... I, that's a whole other conversation, bro. Because I'm so tired of that. that it's, it's too many conversations. It's people talking too much. We feel like we're not heard enough, but people are talking way too much, bro. But I hate and to say... It's just, there are way right, there has to be action behind it. There are behind. way there too ha- many conversations. And the reason why I say that there's way too many conversations is because people aren't really trying to sit down and understand this perspective versus this perspective. They're sitting down to defend their own sure, perspective. Sure. It's yeah. just, let's have a conversation, not but, necessarily but, so I can understand you, but so that I can continue to press or push my opinion and, you know, thoughts onto you. So but conversation, it's not really... But a, the, thing, the thing is, but, though, the thing is, though, conversations are key. But when you the, are the decision maker, you can force people to make and do because solely from the position that you sit in. So I tell people all the time, it is a democratic monarchy when it comes to some of these things. And that's just what it is. Conversations are a part of it, but it's a democratic monarchy. I'm going to make the decision. You have no place, no say so in the matter at the end of the day. So it is what it is. But I, I feel you, Mel, on that. Go but ahead, Troy. I'm sorry. Conversations for are not always about. Yes, they a part of conversations is getting a point across, but also a part of crime, a, a, a byproduct of conversations is building relationship. And so and and, mm-hmm. and building a trust uh, um, opportunity for, for trust, because although we may not be able to 
agree or come to a point of agreement in this one conversation, perhaps this will create a, a, a relationship that on down the line we can both benefit from and be able to grow from. So I, where I, I, I agree, I understand what you're saying too, Melvin, because it seems like some things are just obvious and you should be able to catch that immediately. But unfortunately, uh, some topics are, you know, how people struggle with math, like math to me was easy, but some people really struggle with math and it, you have to, you have to like take extra time in order for them to, to catch it on. And unfortunately, when it comes to issues of morality and ethics, it, it doesn't click with people because it never was instilled in them. And so you have to, you have to mm -hmm. go, you have to go extra mile in order to, to, to try to get them to understand. Hey, bro. The fact that that's real. I'm not going to have conversations is toxic. It's not toxic <laughs> that I don't want to have conversations. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm, I'm telling y'all right now. So the world can hear me and listen and hear me good. I'm not going the extra mile to help you understand where I'm coming from. That's toxic. I'm telling you how I feel. Hey, bro. I'm telling you how I feel. I'm saying what I'm saying. And it's going to be what it is. I don't hey, need bro. to go out of my way to make you that's to real. try to make somebody understand me that don't really want to understand me to begin with. And but that's what I'm you, saying. But how that's, do you know I think that's the element that that's the element that y'all are ignoring in my statements right now. But I understand Lays gets paid handsomely no, to have conversation. And Troy statement. loves the world and wants us to be cohesive and collaborative and all that type of stuff. <laughs> I get that. I understand that. What why I'm is saying he using, is. Why is he using my, my, my traits against me? That's toxic. That yo, is very toxic. toxic. I feel like very I, toxic. I feel like it. <laughs> Yo, Yo, the title of this podcast, good. the title of this, of this podcast should be Toxic Melvinist. Mel Melvinist. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's. I don't need to do that. I feel like I don't need. I. I don't need. But to let's do be that. real, Mel. Can I? Can I pose a question to you? Go ahead. Who in their right mind is actually going to be asking you? <laughs> Yo, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised, bro. People know better. You'd be surprised. They, they, they don't know themselves. They they aren't self aware, and I think that's a part of the problem. If they if they are willing to risk it all to ask you to explain no, all things for all hey, people, that's a lack of self care. If you ask Melvin to do that, you don't care about yourself, bro. I'm just I'm just saying, bro. I just I keep it a buck. I keep it a bean, bro. And where people be trying to guard they guard their language and be PC and all that type of stuff, I don't aspire to be PC in any way, shape, or form or any of those type of things. So it's going to come out how it comes out. And, you know, that's why I am not. I don't sit there and try to go out of my way to try to make someone understand me. Now, if maybe if there was a clear instance where I could really, maybe if I was talking to someone like Troy, who I know is, you know, very wholesome and, and wants to be, you know, in communion with people of all Races, shapes, sizes, and colors, and stuff like that. I Bro, the shade more, is uh, real. The toxicity is real. Hey, look, no, because no, look, because I have a need to. Uh, a need. <laughs> look, I'm just saying, I would, I would probably be more open to it if I actually knew that the person on the other side was really trying to understand me, and it wasn't just this uh, pointless talk and that's what i feel like it is you know what so I'm let saying? me ask you this man but how do you quantify that, how do you how do you that's, that's the that's, question that I'm, is in my mind and that's the easiest way for me to say it. the that? easiest way and, and this this is true if i can tell that you're just trying to argue with me you're not even listening to what i'm saying you just want to be able to push your point then i can tell that you're not listening to understand me so then i don't need to have this conversation 
if you're not asking me so follow up a, questions to dig yeah. deeper into what I'm saying and you just want to rebuttal me with your points, your thoughts and your feelings, then I know that you're not listening to understand what I have to say. So then why am I so, going out of my way to keep trying to push past that to have this conversation? Do what you want. Think what you think what you want to think. Feel how you want to feel. I'm not going to try to change your mind. As we talk about being self-aware, I'm self-aware. I know what I know. I know what I know about me. I know what I believe. I know how I operate and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going out of my way to try to make another person understand me, you know, and I don't think that that's toxic. I think that's actually more healthy for me to do versus trying to sit there and become all things to all people and try to please every single person, try to make sure I'm understood by every single person I come in contact with because I don't think I need to do that. Some people are only in your life for a time or a season and they might not even be beneficial to me long term. So why do I even now, need to that I agree that with that? I agree with I agree with that. I agree with that. And and you're protecting your peace in a sense, Mel. But I think the, the what we need to delineate is the difference between dialogue versus debate. I'm not going to debate nobody about nothing because that's just not what I need to do. But I can have a dialogue with anybody if you're willing to connect and engage in that way. So there's definitely a difference in the two. Primarily when we talk about, you know, things of uh, diversity, inclusion, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not debating with nobody. You believe what you want to believe. If I know you a Trumpster and you support this and support that. I'm not going to debate you about that because I'm not trying to change your heart and mind. That's the Lord's work. That's not LaShan's work. But if you want to have a dialogue to understand the difference, then we can do that all day. Hey, Every bro, day. I said this last episode. I'm gonna say it again. We really need to get an air horn so that whenever Lace <laughs> drops a bar, it's not the Lord. It's not. It's not Don DeMarco. Don DeMarco. It's not Lashan. It's the Lord. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, that's the Lord's work. That's not Lashan's work at all. So that's what it is, man. That's hey, what it but is. That, but, but definitely, that, definitely a difference. Definitely a difference. But then again, that goes back, and I'm not saying Mel doesn't know how to delineate. I'm saying society does not know how to delineate between dialogue and dis, uh, and debate. And so I love having you know conversations, theological conversations, political conversations with colleagues. But you know, um, Stacey Abrams said a quote a, a while back um, during the last presidential election. You know, folks were like, "Are you going to try to get Trump supporters?" Um, to be uh, to vote for Biden, she was like, "I'm not trying to get Catholics to become Christians. I'm trying to get Baptists to go right, to church." Right. And so, <laughs> right. I, I just I don't have the mental bandwidth anymore to tell anybody, "Hey, this is why I believe I'm not toxic." Because now it's to the point where if you say that word, I'm just my brain cut off. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. You know, um, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, we we passed this point uh, a long time ago, but I I definitely wanted to bring it up when we were talking about like when do we when do we know that we're getting to a toxic area? You know, we were talking about how we roast each other. You know what I'm saying? Like for us, it is it is really good. I think it's necessary. I think roasting becomes too much when it turns into bullying, and that is that mm. is a need of the individual who is doing the roasting to be able to adequately uh um i'm trying to get on my drew vocabulary today but i just can't do it to adequately like um like look at the situation and say all right am i going a little bit too far do i need to check in with this individual and that mm. is very necessarily specifically in our teenagers nowadays because i'm not sure if y'all just heard but another school just got shot up and yeah and saw that. i yeah. think that's when uh when 
uh, toxicity goes a little bit too far and it ends up pushing someone to uh, beyond what they can actually bear. And they actually feel like they have to do something lethal in order to resolve that situation. Game piece. I think too. That's a. I, th- I think that's a uh, additional conversation, maybe for a future podcast for your consideration, Mel. Um, is when is enough enough, or when do we go too far? Because we know that there's a certain level of resilience as African American black men that we just have mm-hmm. to have. But again, when do you, as Troy mentioned, cross that line, and how do you navigate that? Because if we aren't aware and we are operating in a toxic space, things can't end up where nobody benefits and ultimately the core of the issue is never addressed because you do something crazy that can hinder the rest of your livelihood. So, you know, those are things that um are always at the forefront and for consideration. Hey Troy, are you saying that Melvin, you're not being sub- I- you're not being serious. You're not being <laughs> Yo, serious at all. I'm being you're though this not is, being serious this is at a all. serious question, bro. This is a serious question and the reason I took a slight pause was so that I could ask this seriously so that you could give me an honest answer because I trust you to give me an honest answer. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that I'm toxic or might be leaning towards toxic if I continue to roast someone and I can visibly see that they may be uncomfortable by what is taking place at that point in time and I'm not checking in with that person to make sure that they not at the edge of doing something crazy. You being mad literal right now, man. You being mad. I'm just literal. I'm because no, I'm asking because I do it all the time. I yeah, like we talk about I roast people, but I don't be sitting there trying to gauge if they feeling comfortable about it or anything like that. Like I'm gonna go that's toxic, I'm gonna go dude. smack yeah, at yeah, the situation. Toxic. I'm gonna go smack at the situation until I'm done with it. Because and you Melvin, know, like laughing joke. Melvin, and one of the definitions Toxic Toxic Mel B. And one of the definitions TMB, one, TMB, that's males. Exactly. And one of, and one of the definitions, like it, it mentioned, uh, like wanting to harm the individual in front of you. And like, it talks about violence, but I think violence is not just physical. I do believe that it, we could be emotionally attacked. And so, uh, at the point of where we are, we don't care about the individual that we're actually interacting with. I think that becomes a toxic trait. Dang, bro. That's a hurt piece right there, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I'm probably not going to change that characteristic about myself, but I appreciate you highlighting it. At least I know now. Uh, so Toxic I, like, Melvin I'm self-aware about it. You know what I'm saying? No, I just, bro, honestly, if it's better for it's better for everyone involved if you just laugh along when I'm roasting you or just hit me back with something versus getting emotional about what I'm talking about. Because if I can sense that you're getting emotional, I I might go smack harder at you just because, you know what I'm saying? Because now I see that you bothered by it. So now I might push it that far because what you turn into a, a, what I consider endearment, you turn it into something negative. Now I'm irritated. (laughs) So now I'm definitely about to fry you up because, you know what I'm saying? Now I got to do it even more. Now I got to make you cry in front of your lady. You know, uh, so it's just... You hey know? bro, hey Melvin. I, I know, I know this. I know you thought you were coming to a podcast, but to be honest with you, uh, this is an intervention. And come on, bro. Um, <laughs> me, Drew, and Lace, we just really been concerned about you, brother. And uh, this is our time to be able to share with you that we love you, and uh, that hey, we bro. want what's better for you, and um, we need to talk through some of your actions and your deeds. Um, hey, Troy has definitely done an intervention before. Have I? I believe that. You Clearly, look like you've done you got the, the whole, you got the whole got vocabulary the whole down. You got your posture transcript. right. Yeah. I just watch a lot of TV. We love you. <laughs> <Your tone. Yeah. laughs> 
Your tone changed and everything. You want to see what's bro. better for you. Your tone changed and everything. So you and the thing is, the, the thing is, he said he put it on you, man. He said you have an opportunity <laughs> to because I have a <laughs> need. Because <laughs> you have, have a, a need. need. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna let you me live like that down. preaching. Y'all ain't hey, gonna let me no, live that down. No, that Drake burned. That Drake burned into my memory, Troy. <laughs> that Drake burned into my memory. And you know what's even you know what's even worse. And I'm gonna put Troy out there, and I'm not gonna say who the second person is. But Troy know who the second person is. And when I tell the story and they hear, it, they gonna know who they are too, and they gonna laugh. <laughs> don't do, don't <laughs> tell us, Troy, bro. Up here. I'm telling it, bro, because Troy is sitting up here trying to make me seem like I'm toxic for frying people up. And Troy literally watched a relative of his struggle to say the Lord's Prayer in the front of church. <laughs> yo, yo, look, listen, yo, listen. Not the baby look, prayer, look, not look. the Lord's Prayer. The relative was at the front of the congregation trying to say the Lord's Prayer <laughs> and couldn't remember the words and got stuck at a certain part. And they look to the back to Troy, and instead of Troy being his brother's keeper offering up the words, Troy pointed, laughed, and shook his shoulders, bro. Like, ah! <laughs> yo, the, but the yo, person let's, was let's, so uncomfortable, let's, bro, let's, that they just gave up on the prayer and walked off. They didn't even say they amen. They said amen. They did say amen. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be for real, though. Church is one of the places where some of this toxic oh, stuff man. does start. Come on, Lace. Talk, talk about it. Let's, talk let's about be for it. real, because I have seen numerous people go up and they are asked to pray or read the scripture or something like that. And God knows people who called on them right. they couldn't do it. Right. And you you sitting here listening to somebody pray, you like I know not. <laughs> I know not. <laughs> so I think that's another conversation, but literally the church is a place where a lot of this toxic stuff can start because people are forced to do things that they just aren't prepared to do. Um, and that can create other traumas and those types of things. But it's, it's real because I've seen it numerous times. I mean, y'all know I'm a PK. Yo. I've seen people have to sing songs. I've seen people have to pray. I've seen lace, people have the to worst feelings One of the worst feelings you'll ever have in church is singing a solo and you hear somebody say, take your time. Because you know you're not doing a good job. You know you're not doing a good job. If I hear that and I'm up there doing a solo... I'm gonna be like Troy's relative and just walk off. I ain't gonna finish the song, say amen and nothing. And let me and lace, let me even add on to this. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bash the church or nothing like that. But I am I, but I am trying no, to call either. out uh something that uh we as a, I, I consider myself to be a part of the church struggle with, and that is with um taking scripture out of context and then oh, for sure making up rules that the Bible never even talked about and putting that on people mm -hmm. specifically. I know uh, sure. a young gentleman who told the story. Um, he said that he was in a church and a, a, a deacon came up to him and was like, Hey, so how do y'all handle y'all's finances? And he was like, well, you know, my wife pays all the bills for us as far as like, you know, writing the checks and stuff like that. They both worked. And uh, the deacon then replied mm -hmm. back was like, no, you need to be the one paying the bills each month. You need to be the one in control of the money. You need to be the one. And he was like, all right, cool. I'll try to do it. That's that wasn't his gifting. His, his their payments end up right. getting behind because that's not his <laughs> gifting. But that was his gift, the gifting of his wife. You know what I'm saying? His wife had an administrative sure. uh, type of role. And I had to actually I had to um, I had to come to that conclusion in our in our marriage, too. I, I don't do well with um, with like bill deadlines and stuff like that. Um, and so I realized my wife does because she had an excellent credit score before we met. 
and it was for a reason. And so <laughs> she she has she has been able to keep our credit scores very well because she she's very very good on being on top of all that type of stuff. So uh, I, I think mm-hmm. there have been some things uh, that have been taken out of context that have been created in the church uh, that have been forced upon people that necessarily isn't ne- it, that isn't good for everybody. That so, contributes to the concept of toxic yeah, uh-huh. masculinity. And I'm going to jump on that. I definitely think that I don't know if it's the sole origin of toxicity uh, for men, but I definitely think that I am going to bash the church. And I'm not talking about the the body of Christ. I'm talking about the institution that people have made that has nothing to do um, with the ministry of Jesus. But I will say that church is a space and a place where um, I'm going to use a lace word. People aren't properly delegated to the spaces and places mm-hmm. where their gifts are um, best used and people just go places to where they want to be. And it breeds a very toxic environment in that. And a lot of people, you know, most people's childhoods have some type of uh, traumatic church experience. So, yeah, that's real. That's real. Melvin, can I say- I was about to say something funny. Look, <laughs> I was about to say something funny. Uh, not necessarily traumatic, but also felt like all the stuff that we talk about right now is part of like character building in essence, you know, like some of the stuff that we experienced <laughs> in church. I felt like it's, I felt like it's built our character, bro. Okay. All right. First of all, let's, let's, no, that's let's real use though, Lace man. for an example, that's bro. Real. Had someone probably not made him say prayer in front of church or read scripture in front of church, he probably wouldn't have become a great orator to be able to be in boardrooms and have conversations with people and have dialogue Facts. and all the other type of stuff or Facts. like all these things that we, Oh no, that's know, real. That's real. About I, I, I think my parents all, I thank my parents all the time for the haze that they gave me in church. Real talk. I mean, I ushered, played yeah. the drums, read the scripture, took up offering, did the benediction, all those things in one service. So I know that's real. But I also was able to sit back and roast others because I don't know if you remember, Mel, when JV showed okay, up to my church that with that green suit, suit on. <laughs> to this day, Yo, eight button eight suit, button down. Came in church dressed like Candyman. <laughs> But that's just Yo. what it is. But that's real, though. There, there are benefits or of, if, if you apply it correctly. You know what I mean? There are benefits. I'm glad Lay said apply correctly because you can scar somebody. I had gentle pushing, you know, speaking engagements or whatever the case may be. But you can scar somebody to where it's not character development. But yeah, oh, man, yeah. Right. sure. I absolutely. Actually, I don't like that, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't like how, I don't like how people be doing that, bro. I don't like how people be doing that, man. I think that so is. You just want to baptize people by fire. Not necessarily saying baptize people by fire. I just, you know, I don't think that it's necessarily toxic because you might be getting pushed in a direction to do something that seems uncomfortable to you. Facts. Because, you know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, so yes, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that that's toxic, not just related to church, but with anything like some of the stuff that we might be that pushed us toward or we've been pushed towards that were uncomfortable in the beginning gave us a skill or set that we could use and apply somewhere else that made us successful or made us useful somewhere else. So I, that's why I don't necessarily think mm-hmm, that it's, mm-hmm. you know, all the way toxic, but I understand, you know, uh, what y'all are saying and where y'all are coming from. So, you know, I don't, you know, with all the stuff that we've talked about tonight, number one, I still think toxic masculinity is not real. Uh, but I, I feel more so like, Maybe a lot of the stuff that we do that is toxic is not necessarily intentional decisions that we're making, but 
you know, unintentional things based on our experiences and stuff that we've been through that make us, you know, lean more towards being toxic and all the, all the stuff that we talked about tonight. Um, because I just, I just don't see it. I don't, especially me, like y'all calling me toxic, but I don't think I'm making a conscious decision with some of this stuff to be like, All right, I'm going to do this. Like, I know, you know, but I'm going to do it anyway. It can be, it can be implicit to- in toxicness rather than explicit. So it can be, you know, non-intentional, but still mm-hmm. toxic. That's why I say perception is reality. It doesn't necessarily mean your intent. It's more so about how it is received and, that's just the world we live in. I think I think one yeah. thing that is toxic, uh, and I'm surprised we haven't talked about this, uh, have, are like certain traits that are generally given to men um, and not all men fall in that category. Uh, for pr- Prime example, mm. um, not all men like sports. Like, like they don't, they, they can't rock with it. First of all, they didn't grow up in it. They might be, they can't, they might be artistic. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, <laughs> but it's, it's true, bro. It's true, bro. I, I know some, I know some genuine men who are uh, providers, lovers of their family, uh, their wife, their kids, um, very instrumental in their, uh, in their community. But you, if you if you try to bring up, you know what happened this past Sunday, uh, you know, in a football game, they they not gonna be able to contribute. And I don't think that because an individual doesn't like to follow sports, it doesn't it it doesn't disqualify them as a man. No, I definitely definitely don't think it disqualifies them as a man. I do think that it puts an asterisk uh, <laughs> on their <laughs> on their man. On their manhood, toxic. Uh, be, toxic. Be good. Yo, I just feel like, I, bruh, I honestly, I've come across men in the past that don't keep up with sports, and I don't even know how to interact with them. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to be in communion with them because, you know, half of the discussions that in my life that have come up with men revolve around like sports or culture or something like that. That like that's like the conversation mm-hmm. starter, and. If I don't have that, I usually don't even know how to navigate that Melvin. you know situation with that dude. We gotta unpack that yeah. more. We gotta, we gotta unpack that more at another time. No, that you boxing let, yourself in, right my brother. I just like, honestly, I, I'm not even that friendly though. Like I know I'm on the podcast for the for the world and the, or the fifty listeners. That is for true. The 50 listeners You're not that friendly. That's uh, true. Or here, rather, anyone who knows me knows that I'm not that friendly. Like I don't go out looking to make new friends, and I actually don't like. Right. Being forced into situations where I got to meet new people that's not on my terms. It actually bothers me, you know, when I have to do that. And people have no idea how hard I'm working socially to get through those, mm. you know, interactions. So there's a social like that. awkwardness yeah. that, that mm. you have to navigate. It's not even, it's not awkward. I just don't want to do it. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to do it. Um, no, no disrespect to, to anybody else. It's just that I'm one of those no new friends type of people. Like, I got my group. I, I got my that. core. You know what I'm saying? And I don't feel like yeah. I need to make it any bigger. So then when people put me in situations where I got to like, uh, I'll put it this way. This is why I always ask who all over there or who all come before I come to something. <laughs> you know, so I can make the conscious decision to not make other people uncomfortable by me being standoffish mm-hmm. or put off or whatever. Because the 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 one thing I hate is that, for example, if I invite Lay somewhere, like we, we go get B-dubs or something like that. And I'm thinking that I'm going with Lace. And he show up with someone talking about, hey, yo, this is my man, such and such. I, he cool. I thought it'd be cool. It ain't cool because I wasn't expecting him to come. 
you know, I might have had something that I wanted to talk to you about or be in communion with you about or something. Yeah. And now I can't do that because you got this extra person, you know, what I'm saying around you. And then on top of that, I might not even know how he lived. You might think he cool. I don't think he cool. Mm-hmm. Like I might not like his personality right. or his energy or any of that type of stuff. And I don't want to be in that situation where I got to disrespect your friend now and you're trying to pick who's most important to you. And oh, no, you know di- what I'm saying? No not, not like that. We both go just, fry. You know, <laughs> we both go fry. But I, do, I do that, bro. I'm not very, I'm not that friendly. So Melvin, I'm not sure if you realize this, but me and you, a lot of our conversations do not, 98% of our conversations do not revolve around sports. Now that we know each other, it didn't beforehand. And we have we have a, 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 a bunch of other stuff that we could connect on. We talked about sports, bro, because we, we talked about football and how you play football in college, all that type of stuff. So we we did talk about football. But the, that was the that door. Was the door. Yeah, but then the one other thing that we that we found out that we had in common was both of us like battle rap. So then that was something else that we could connect but to, to have sport. conversation around. It's not a it's sport, but I'm saying sports was part of the it conversation. Sport. Sports yes. was part of the conversation that opened the door for me to find out that there were other things that we had in common. So I'm not like if, okay, maybe I'll use, because I like music or love music. If someone was talking to me about music, that could be a door open because I also have interest in that. But if we talking about, you know, um, art, which I'm not well versed in or something like that, that may be interest to you. That's an amazing thing. I just don't have enough knowledge or interest in that to even be able to have an articulate conversation with you about it. So then, you know, where does the conversation go from here? We, we find a, a common ground we might be in two different spaces of life you might not be married and i'm married where do, what common ground do we have to start a conversation with? it's just a lot of stuff to navigate ultimately is i'm just not as friendly as people think that i am just because i can you know navigate social situations i'm not very friendly and i'll admit that i'm honest about it anyone who knows me knows that y'all all accounted for tonight so I'm going to be honest with you. you making me second guess our whole friendship. It makes me think that you've been fake with me the whole time. Come on, boy. Now you're making me question. Just been <laughs> Come on, man. We wouldn't. If I didn't, if I didn't like you, bro, we wouldn't have made it unavailable. Emotionally unavailable. Emotionally toxic. unavailable. Yo. And emotionally unavailable is definitely, <laughs> yeah, it is definitely a toxic, a toxic trait. trait. It is a toxic trait because I just looked it up not too long ago, and that was one of the first things that popped up. Emotional unavailability and then concealing feelings and emotion was was at the top of the list. So the question: Sometimes I just don't be feeling nothing. That's true too. Toxic? No, I don't think that's toxic, bro. You can be feeling indifferent sometimes. No, I mean, real. we no, talked about real. it last week uh, when when men, uh, well, people, period, when and mainly men, when we are when we just in, encounter something and we don't know how to respond, it's OK to withdraw to try to figure out what you're feeling. And if you're looking for mm-hmm. me in this moment to express how I feel, you're not going to get that because I haven't even processed all of it yet. So I I do believe that at, uh, and we mentioned this last time is that you know some people need more time to process their emotions and their feelings before they can even be vulnerable enough to uh, to be able to address it. Now I'm gonna tell you what is really toxic for somebody to uh, do something uh, do something to you and then 
let some time go by and just start acting like nothing ever happened. That's very toxic mm-hmm. because in, that, mm, in, in, sure. instances, in instances like that, someone is not trying to take ownership to the uh, and responsibility for the actions that they previously had. And I, I'm pretty sure a lot of us have dealt with this. I know my first time of feeling of in um, encountering this is with my mom. You know, my mom will yell at me, whoop me or something like that, be mad at me. And then to make up to me, she'd be like, hey, come on in here. Dinner ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's trying. To- I definitely was going to say that's black parents. Bro. That's black <laughs> habits. Black I was about to say that's black apologize. parents and me. They can be like, you hungry? Or they do something for you. That's black. That sounds like black parenting to me, bro. So, Melvin, the question is, you know, we talked about what. Toxic. <laughs> We talked about what toxic masculinity is. Then the question then comes, what is masculinity? Because well, we talked about that in the first episode, I think. But I'll, I I can tell you what, ironically, all of this research that I've done, all assert, associated certain, uh, quote unquote, masculine traits with us that identify what manliness is. And that was like strength, courage, self-sufficiency, like independence, uh, leadership, assertiveness, mm-hmm. like all the same stuff pretty much that they say is toxic. Mm-hmm. So then I was, mm-hmm. that's when mm-hmm. I was saying like, is it toxic or not? Like on one hand, you want me to show strength and courage and be assertive and all these things. But then when I'm in situations where I have to dig into that bag or pull something out of that bag, now I'm yeah. toxic. Well, I think the thing is, is how it is used or if it is weaponized in a way to create a toxic environment because all of those things are attributes if it's used for the greater good that people will accept mm-hmm. etc but if it's used for the detriment of others and it, those types of things then of course it's going to be considered toxic melvin i, I you actually i'm going to agree with you maybe for the first time this whole night um but because <laughs> when you said the point of like you said um like uh, a male trait is leadership right but then somebody can easily say, no, he's trying to have dominance over me. And it's like, well, well, hold mm. on now. Like, which one is it? You know what I'm saying? Now, I have seen dominance before. I've seen dom, and, and, and it's a person who is in leadership. They've become dominant because they completely um, 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 become blind to how their interactions are impacting the people that they're actually working with. You know what I'm saying? So it, it could be, it, yes, you are leading your team, but you're also killing your team at the same time. You're making them work uh, extreme hours. Um, you are uh, not building them up. You're more so tearing them down. You know what I'm saying? Your actions uh, don't give credit where credit is due. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that. But uh, so, yeah, yeah. Well, I just think that's because so, of the yeah, misconception that yeah. people think that leadership means telling people what to do. You know, most people think Correct. that that's, that's what leadership it. is, and that's not not at all what it is. Um, so I think that is a convoluted message in itself because most people just associate leadership with "I get to tell you what to do" um, type of thing. So I can see see why that would be uh, quote unquote a gray area in terms of toxic, you know, masculinity and things like that. But one of the things that Lay said earlier, and I think this will be probably the last thing we get to, just because for time purposes. But one of the things that Lace said earlier was about how, you know, like we tell each other to, you know, man up or, you know, and stuff like that. And that was part of, you know, uh, a label of toxic masculinity, like telling each other to man up, basically, as to say, we, you know, we can't show emotions or feelings and stuff like that. And when I was looking at that or thinking about it, I was kind of on the side of feeling like I don't think that 
telling each other to man up is toxic. Hmm. Because I think at some point we have to man up, you know, and in terms of like life situations and and dig into that bag of stuff that we're we were talking about as far as like strength, courage and leadership and all those other type of things, because there are certain you know, situations that call for that where I can't sit around, Mm -hmm. you know, and sit in my emotions. I got to get up and do something. And I do got to man up and put this, you know, feeling aside for a short period of time and maybe take care of some responsibilities that I have or Mm -hmm. do what I need to do or get through Mm -hmm. to get through those things. So I don't necessarily, you know, um, know of telling uh, telling us to man up or even telling our sons and stuff to man up as we grow up. Cause I would, those were things that we heard too. Like being a kid, you, a boy, you cry a lot. People be like, you know, shut up, stop all that crying. Boys don't cry and all that type of stuff. And I used to think that that was, you know, uh, rude or insensitive or whatever or dismissive. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I kind of felt, feel like they were preparing us for the life that they knew that we were going to have to live and not necessarily the life that they felt like it should, it should be. If that if that makes sense, Mm. Um, because the world, the world, especially in terms of men, it don't allow us to not man up. If that makes Mm -hmm. any sense to what I'm saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like I can't speak like in terms of me and my son. Like I don't feel like I can. I have to raise miles up in the way for how the world is going to be and not for what I perceive it should be. Mm -hmm. So I think that even telling him to man up sometimes I used to feel bad about it, but now I still kind of lean towards like, yo, you, like it's all right to cry sometimes, but you can't cry all the time. But I think that's the piece, Mel. You still give the opportunity for him to navigate mm-hmm. that emotion. But generally in the past, when someone says man up, there's no explanation behind it. It's just man up, stop doing whatever you're doing and do the opposite. But why? The, we don't, we don't ask the why behind it enough. So I do agree that obviously at times you have to do what you need to do to handle your handle. But especially at a, at an age like where it has to be an explanation behind it. Sure. It's okay to cry, but we also need to handle our handle in this particular aspect of what you're dealing with. And we don't do that enough because just leaving it at man up, there's so many innuendos with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you can lose sight of the end goal because manning up, what does that look like? If I'm crying or whatever because I messed up on something, oh, stop all that crying, man up. There's no explanation to address what I messed up on. It's just Mm -hmm. stop the crying. And that's what we, that's what we lean towards rather than Oh no, you, I understand you're crying about this, but you messed this up. This is how you fix it. And this is how you navigate it from there. And we don't do that enough. So it's a, for me, it's a, let's add the additional context where there's an understanding as to why there's a need to quote unquote man up. And I think it goes even deeper than that for me, because, you know, one of the things that I'm grateful for that my dad did, he let us honor our emotions in the moment. Like, you know what I'm saying? First time girl broke my heart. Hey man, you know, like bro, I'm gonna give you a good. <laughs> hey man, that's toxic. That's toxic. Y'all are he's telling a serious story and y'all are laughing at him. Toxic. That is toxic. Yo, hey, y'all act like y'all ain't never had y'all heart broken. I remember the first time I had my heart Yo, broken, bro. I, I have had my heart broken, Troy. I have had my heart broken. Hey, let me tell you what happened. I have let as me well. tell you what happened. I have as well. What just happened just now? Everybody start laughing and getting me chuckling. So go ahead, bro. <laughs> Toxic. Go ahead. Hey, I'm sorry, Drew. Look, I didn't mean bro. to take you off. Take you off memory lane, bro. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> bro, look, bro. All I was gonna say was my pops gave me an opportunity to honor my emotions for that time, but told me the necessity that for him, or at least what I see, what my dad has done is being a man is doing the things that I need to do, even if I, though I don't feel like doing it. 
So I might be sad. I might be tired. I might, you know, I ain't feel like going to work on Monday after Thanksgiving holiday. I had a two day work week and then I had to go in for a full week. I ain't felt like it, but I had to do it because I'm a man. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to honor my emotion in that period to say, you know, like I'm sad, I'm tired, whatever the case may be. So I think being able to have that exploration of feelings, but then explaining to me, I was like, I know you tired and I know you feel like that, but this is what you got to do. And then on the other end of that, once the task is completed, you can go back to honoring that feeling. But by the time you complete that task, you may not even feel the same way. That's a good point. Troy look like he deep in thought right now. No, nah, man, I I'm 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 gleaning. I'm gleaning right now from from what is being shared. I'm really appreciative of these conversations that we have, man, because I know we're doing this for other people to listen to. But, man, I sit back and I listen to this stuff and I'm like, yo, that's I never looked at it like that. That's really hey, good. This therapy for me. I ain't gonna lie to you. This therapeutic for hey, me. Bro. But Troy, it's all right. to lace and male laugh because. I was cooking mail for drinking hypnotic earlier. <laughs> it's real. Hey bro. yo, it's real. I'm gonna I'm be transparent. I'm gonna be transparent and vulnerable for everybody on the podcast and for the 50 listeners that we got weekly. Um, <laughs> there was one time where I was really frustrated with life, bro, and I was going through something, and I ain't really have nobody to talk to about it or nowhere to go, but. I knew one place that I could go, and that was to Drew's house. And I went to Drew's house. I announced that I was coming. I came over. I knocked on the door. Of course, he peeked through the peephole. I don't know why. He like 260. Just open the door. Because that's, uh, that's a Drew thing you know to do. Well, first just of all, that's called being safe. How about that? That ain't that? safe, bro. Come on. How come about on, that? I'm a, that uh, that's a Drew thing and to I'm, do. And I, might, and I might walk to the door with my piece be still right beside you ain't me. Even you, know know his, uh, you ain't even know where his apartment was. It wasn't that type of neighborhood anyway. Uh, he lives in the gym. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Subscribing all the stuff that he hates, bro. I live with others. I live with others. Definitely live with others. Keep your car in lock. You know what I mean? Yeah, holographic that. fireplace in the living room. Anyway, uh, that was a wonderful time. It was, bro. Life. It was a good time, bro. Uh, I, I went went over to Drew's crib. He opened the door for me. Immediately when he opened the door, he could tell something was wrong with me, bro. I ain't really speaking nothing. I just bust through the door, came in, sat down on the couch. I was just sitting there, bro. He could tell something was wrong with me. He didn't know what to do, bro. Only thing he could do was dig in his country bag. And he brought me a glass of sweet tea, bro. <laughs> he brought. <laughs> he look, look. I mean, like, hell, if you if you yo, if you did all of that, I knew something was yo. wrong with you too. You walk in, busting the door, just sit Listen, down, bro. quiet. I mean, that... I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting there, bro. He brought me this glass of sweet tea, bro. And as soon as he gave me that sweet tea, I ain't even drink it, bro. I just start crying because. <laughs> Yo, I hey, was like, yo. The fact we laughing at this is toxic. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yo, I was so frustrated that I couldn't even talk, bro. Like, that's how that's how bad that joke was bothering me. But the fact that Drew was willing to just let me, you know, live in that emotion at the moment and not laugh or joke with me or, you know, clown me about it. Like, of course, he clowns me about it now, you know, but in the moment, he was just willing to just sit there. You know, mm-hmm. even though he didn't say nothing, he was just willing to sit there. And that was like, to me, uh, you know, I always appreciated him for, for that type of stuff because he could have easily, you know, told me to man up, not even knowing what I was going through 
or just, you know, fry me up for crying or, you know, pick on me or something like that. But I just, bro, at that moment. Well, let's be real. You knew you was going to get picked on at some point. Hey, at some point, but I still did it anyway, right? (laughs) That's how frustrated I was, bro. But shout out to shout out to Big Daddy Mo for instilling that in you. <laughs> so for he, for him to know wow. how to navigate those hey, always. So okay. Shout out to Big Lays, Daddy Mo. That's crazy. When his dad allowed yeah. him to uh, a space to be emotional, then he was able Correct. to do that for yeah, somebody. Yeah. Wow, bro. Wow, Bingo. that's amazing. Yeah, man, you got to shout that out. Yeah, that is amazing. Hey, man, it's um, it's inform. It's like informed my career and my relationships. Like you got to give people. Um, a space just to, you know what I'm saying, experience that feeling. That's why you got adults that if you ask them what's wrong, they say, I'm angry, I'm annoyed. They can't go any deeper because nobody ever let them be able to mm-hmm. you know, to explore any other emotion. And so, um, you know, uh, I think what I'm going to do for every adult I come in contact with, I'm going to get them that emotions chart they give kids. And I'm going to say, put your finger on what you feel. Mm. What does that do, though? You can see the faces on the emotion chart and you can literally put your finger on what you feel because some people struggle so badly with articulating what they feel, especially in relation to toxic masculinity. You know, the only thing I know I'm feeling is I'm angry, but I can't tell you what I felt before that, that I felt disrespected. Mm -hmm. I felt embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I felt abandoned or whatever the case may be. And so in a real essence, what's toxic is not being able to identify what that issue is. If I told y'all, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I broke my arm. Um, you know what I'm saying? I had the bubble guts, whatever the case may be. I ain't going to, it's going to be harder for me as a man to say, hey, man, y'all, I had a bout with depression and I'm seeing somebody. And that's toxic because I'm literally not letting out mm-hmm. what is, you know what I'm saying, what is in me. And so, um, at the root. Yeah, yeah. You know, Lace says it all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, apply it, analyze it, and apply it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, man. So basically, the moral of the story that we learned tonight was that we all toxic. Uh, some of us, <laughs> we, we, some we, of us. <laughs> we, we all we all have toxic traits. We we all have toxic traits, and and sweet tea makes male be. Hey, bro, that's what we learned. Hey, look, because I need, <laughs> I need. That's gonna be my last point right there. We all are toxic, and we need. An outside standard, a standard that is outside of us in order to get back, get to the place of where we were intended to be from the very beginning of that time. For sure. That's real. Hey, on that note, man, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Uh, As Troy plugged us earlier, I'm going to do it again. Uh, Like us, follow us. Definitely follow us on Instagram at Manly D's Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at ManlyDs underscore. Uh, and do us a favor, man. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Tell us how y'all feeling about this podcast uh, so that we can make adjustments, man. We want to make the best content possible, but we also, you know, want to talk about things that are relative. You know, if you're a man and have challenges, you know, share some of that. If you're, you know, not afraid to be vulnerable or anything or topics that y'all want to hear us talk about, you know, do that for us. Uh, show us some love or not. You know, we, we welcome all feedback. So, you know, hit us up. And until next time, We out. Peace. All right. Peace.